You got it, guys. You made it. Top SPACs for August. Welcome to it, guys. Welcome to the SPACs attack. Get access to actionable news and market research with all the information you need to invest smarter and profit faster. Start your free trial today at pro.benzinga.com. What's going on, traders? How we doing out there? Yes, yes. Um, supposedly, I think there's some guidelines by Solar. If you want to check them out, you can check them out. Up to you to play. Solar having some fun, like usual. What can we say? Let's go ahead and bring on my man, the brains, Chris Catchy. Yeah, I can say I will not be participating in that drinking challenge for, for two reasons. Number one, I'm working. I'm on the clock. I, I got stuff to do. And number two, Mitch, if we follow that drinking challenge, I, I have a bad feeling about what, what would happen uh, based on that criteria. So shout out Solar for dropping those rules. Guys, if you're if you're playing along, first off, not advice. Please don't. Second off, please be careful. Let's just say we might have to leave that for happy hour, Money Mitch. That you can might be able to show up at 4 p.m. Yeah, and then at least your, your work day is a little bit, you know, more done and it's more <laughs> more susceptible to, to be doing that. So yeah, hey, definitely smash the like, guys. We we uh, appreciate you guys just like you guys appreciate us. We're going to get into some SPACs today. We got some headlines to go over. Let's go ahead and let's get through these headlines. We'll talk a little bit about a SPAC that I saw get destroyed socially this morning. But for some reason, I, I don't know why. I feel like we, we shouldn't be destroying this company. We'll go ahead and we'll get into that, Chris. Let's go ahead and knock out some headlines like we always do and take us back. All right, guys. Yeah, it's Friday. There's not a lot out there in news. We got some headlines. We've got a rumor, and then I've got a SPAC to put on everyone's radar. And then as Mitch said, we're going to dive into August, right? Today is July 30th, believe it or not. The year is, uh, you know, seven months almost gone. So we enter August. We have another, you know, exciting calendar of SPAC deals and also a lot of former SPACs announcing earnings, which I think could be a major catalyst for the SPAC market in August. So we'll dive into that in a little bit. But up first for headlines, we have GRSV. So this is the SPAC taking R-Dog Public, R-Dog Metal Packaging. Company announced second quarter revenue of $991 million, up 19%. Um, this is one I highlighted when they announced the SPAC deal. We're, we're trading at 977 right now. Not a lot of interest, but remember, this is a spinoff from an existing uh, company, um, you know, this is uh, metal packaging, so cans uh, for, you know, pop companies, beer companies. Uh, they work with um, some of the, the hard seltzer companies. Uh, White Claw is a customer. So keep that in mind, you know, strong revenue here. As we've talked, real revenue for, for some of these SPACs, uh, you know, so keep an eye out, uh, GRSV. And then we also had earnings from uh, Shire, which is going public with NSH. So six-month revenue of $18.8 million, up 13, 34%. And they also said that they see uh, full-year sales, $40 million to $42 million. Um, another one to keep on watch uh, going into the merger, which is actually coming up next week. We got a partnership uh, between... GRNV, which is taking Hellbiz Public and uh, ZEV Lightning E Motors. So they're going to uh, work together to deploy electric vehicles for fleet management. Um, you know, we saw Hellbiz partner recently with Lifecycle in that uh, recycling for their micro mobility. And now we have them partnering with Lightning E Motors to work together on electric vehicles for fleet. Uh, you know, we, we've heard this across many of the electric vehicle companies. You know, obviously you want to appeal to the everyday customer, but if you can get some fleet customers, it can really ramp up your orders, right? Fleets typically order, you know, hundreds of vehicles at a time. Um, they also, you know, want management software, uh, you know, and they're willing to, to pay that revenue. So uh, this, this is a partnership worth uh, noting today um, for both of those SPACs. Now, our movers yesterday 
PPGS down 0.2% on its deal announcement. And then our big faller, of course, the former SPAC, Nikola NKLA, down 15% on the news that uh, founder Trevor Milton was arrested and being charged. Um, shares are in the green today up about 1%. Um, but again, that one's going to be on watch. And we'll talk about that with our August calendar. Then our rumor today... Uh, announced last night by Bloomberg, uh, BLTS, Bright Lights Acquisition, which is actually one that I've recommended before based on their management team, is in talks to take Manscaped public. So if you're not familiar with Manscaped or their uh, you know, commercials or social media ads, Manscaped is a company that specializes in men's grooming products, uh, uh, specifically focused on what they call below the waist hygiene. Um, so could be valued at $1.4 billion, uh, according to the rumors. Um, their products are shipped online in over 30 countries, including the US, UK, and Australia. They also have deals to sell products in Target and Best Buy locations. I think that's a key, you know, that a lot of people miss. They think that Manscaped is just an e-commerce brand, but they do have products you can buy in physical locations through those partnerships. So Bright Lights raised $230 million in January. Uh, they wanted to hit a target in consumer products and media, entertainment and sports sectors. They actually put in their prospectus that they were particularly interested in a company that can benefit from celebrity ownership and or partnership. Uh, I would say that Manscaped fits that criteria um, again, well-known on social media, and if they can get some celebrities um, to endorse this brand, I know some on FinTwit are already endorsing it, um, you know, it could help with growth. And, and again, as I said with Bright Lights, it's led by Michael Mahan, the former CEO of Dick Clark Productions, and members of this stack team also helped sell Aviation Gin, a, a Ryan Reynolds spirits brand, to Diageo. And they also founded Mosaic Media Group, a talent agency that works with Will Ferrell, Jim Carrey, and Green Day. So maybe there's some celebrities, you know, with ties to this SPAC uh, that we could actually see, you know, join in on the, the endorsement front. So keep your eyes on that. And, and Manscaped was in talks to sell last year, valued at 500 to $700 million dollars. So we're going to see valuation almost double, which could be, you know, a red flag for some. Um, but also they only had $100 million in revenue last year. And, and the reports from Bloomberg are that their revenue this year, $275 million. That's a big jump, right? Going from 100 to 275. Manscaped also launched its products in Singapore and South Africa recently. And they added Norway and Switzerland earlier this year. So they're focused on new products and geographic expansion. Manscaped also has deals in place with several sports leagues and teams. So USA Triathlon, the UFC, the San Francisco 49ers, the Montreal Canadiens, the Ottawa Senators, and some European soccer teams. Uh, Manscaped was also featured on Shark Tank. They received a handshake deal from Mark Cuban and Lori Grenier, but according to Cuban, an official deal did not happen um, as they could not work out terms. So again, well-known brand um, and that Shark Tank appearance along with the sports sponsorships and the endorsement deals. Um, this one actually I'm surprised is getting so beaten down today uh, across social media. Then we have a, a, a trade idea to watch. So one that I've called out recently is, is eToro, right? We had the Robinhood IPO yesterday, the big news. But eToro here has an item that, that not a lot of people have picked up on. So eToro going public, the ticker FTCV, they announced that they're adding the Shiba Inu coin to its platform. Now, this is a cryptocurrency similar to Dogecoin, um, you know, using the same popular dog, uh, but it has different plans, right? It's going to allow staking rewards and also plan to launch NFTs. And it has a large community. And, and the big thing about Shiba Coin is that you can't just readily trade it on a Robinhood or some of these other brokers. It, it was going to get added to Coinbase earlier this year. 
and they saw such strong demand that they actually delayed the addition of uh, Shiba Inu coin to the platform. So if eToro, you know, can gain some potential customers uh, from this addition of Shiba. Now, remember when Robinhood announced its IPO, Dogecoin represented 34% of its cryptocurrency revenue in the first quarter of this year. So you see what a meme coin that has a strong community behind it can do in terms of revenue and in terms of user signups. So eToro, I think, could actually get a boost in the current quarter, um, you know, from this addition of the SHIB coin to its platform. Again, you cannot trade this on many of the other crypto platforms. So keep an eye out on this. Uh, that's what I've got, Mitch. I, I don't know. What do you think of, of eToro, uh, you know, adding this coin being a catalyst and then also that Manscaped deal? I don't know uh, which you want to jump to first here. I'll try to uh, not talk bad about eToro. I, I personally am not the biggest fan, but uh, the biggest thing is for me is that they introduce copycat trading, and I think that's kind of one one of the things I don't agree with with the industry. Uh, but other than that, I mean, adding opportunities for retail investors to get into different cryptos is, is always going to help them. I mean, I, I mean that's definitely not going to hurt them. This is definitely a, a positive catalyst for eToro. The real question for me has always been, will somehow they get hit by regulators for what they do? Um, I, I personally am not a fan of doing that. So um, even if you gave me, let's say, a trader that I knew was profitable, I just I'm not the type of person to just copy off of someone, uh, but we'll see how eToro really performs when the changeover happens. That's what I've really been waiting for. I think a lot of people get lost in the ticker right now. FTCV doesn't really bring eToro to mind. Um, I, I'm not exactly sure what the if the ticker is going to be Toro, T-O-R-O, but if it should, uh, if it isn't, it probably should. It definitely should be. I, I, you know, that's a great question. I don't actually know the answer to that. Uh, I don't chat, see a Toro out there right now. Chad, but... if you guys know what the ticker is going to be, let us know. But Mitch, yeah, you know, that's a great point. So eToro, when they really launched, you know, it was about the, the, the copycat trading, the social platform. But I think maybe they're going to try to, uh, you know, segue away from that, you know, and, and the big thing is they don't offer individual stock trading in the U.S. That's a feature that's getting added in the second half. So when you take that and you take the fact that they're the only platform, you know, or one of the only platforms where you can trade this, you know, crypto with this big following, I, I think they could see strong user signups this year. And also, they're a big brand in Europe. I know someone in the chat said that they use it in Europe. So again, I, I don't use eToro. I have other platforms. But you know, as someone who looked at this Shiba Inu coin earlier this year when it was spiking, I was like, there aren't easy ways to trade this. You have to go onto you know one platform. You have to swap to another. And, and for me, that's just too complicated. So I was like, no. Nope. But now, if you can readily trade it, you know, I think that's a catalyst for them. Um, Mitch, how about Manscaped? You know, so uh, again, a company, $100 million in revenue last year. You know, that, that's, that's not zero, right? That, that's a real number. But then the reports from Bloomberg saying that their revenue this year, $275 million. That's, that's a pretty big jump. Now, of course, they added, you know, some new countries. They also expanded their products into Target and Best Buy. So some of that growth, you know, came from those catalysts. But, but we can't just excuse that number, right, and that growth. What do you think, you know, about this company and uh, this back deal here? Well, one thing I always say is I love companies that have re uh, reoccurring revenue, that have subscription models, because at the end of the day, subscription models is what seems to be winning in this public market. I mean, if you overall look at uh, businesses that have that kind of service, I think what it does is it gives you an ability to – Go ahead and work on, let's say, the margins and, and that kind of focus. Now, Manscaped, yeah, it could probably not be the most, let's say, romantic co company. I'll use that word. Um, but one thing that I will say is that, I mean, at the end of the day, um, it, it is something that is used, right? And and I think one of the things is, is once you get used to using that product, I mean, you're probably going to just stick with that, right? Um, I think it's going to be something that you're going to see subscribers really grow in the long run. 
So the real question is, where does this company valuation fall in, in the next kind of earnings report, in the next couple of earnings report? Um, I think you need to go ahead and see some earnings report to really go ahead and judge the price of where it should be, where it should land. But do I think this company is going to make money and be profitable in the long run and profitable? I do think so. Um, so that's why the big the big thing to me was let, let's try to focus on SPACs that have revenue first before we focus on SPACs that are pre-revenue and are just ideas in the making. Unless there's revenue to the bottom line, that's the first thing I look for in a SPAC. And if there isn't there, then I'm always spec speculative of, about where the company could go. But now if I do see subscribers, I do see money, I see partnerships, all these things lead to a benefic a beneficial to the company itself because there's going to be bottom line coming in. And I think these are the ones that I want to actually see go public are, are companies that have that revenue that are trying to go ahead and expand through the public market. Yeah, you know, and like you said, you know, this is a brand that they've got revenue, they've got partnerships, um, you know, so the 49ers, the Canadians, the Senators, so they have partnerships with some individual teams, they've got the UFC. Yeah, you know, and that's the thing that jumps out at me, right? You're back, bud. I'm back. Okay, I was like, I just froze. <laughs> All right, so recurring revenue. So it reminds me a little bit of Dollar Shave Club, right? So Dollar yeah. Shave Club, you know, became this e-commerce brand, right, where they were going to ship the product to you. It was going to be cheaper, um, you know, and then they ultimately, they got bought out, right? I, I think by uh, Unilever, they got bought out by one of the, the giants in the consumer space. Yeah, that glitch in the matrix, it'll get you every time. I, I sat here and I was like, all right, am I back? Am I back? You know, Manscaped, I, I think they have the ability to expand into some other products, right? I mean, as you said, you know, it, it's not sexy, right? Um, you know, they, they talk about the below-the-waist hygiene. They've got, you know, different products. Um, you know, but at the end of the day, they've got customers. They've got revenue. And, you know, that, that's something I look for now in a lot of these SPAC deals, right? There's going to be lots that come public, you know, as you said, Mitch, that don't have revenue, um, you know, that maybe aren't going to trade higher for a while. And then you have ones like this where they've got real revenue, they've got growth. And as I said, they've got catalyst, right? You know, um, so keep an eye out on this deal. Uh, again, Bright Lights, uh, BTLS, it, it has not, or BLTS, it has not been um, formally announced. This is a rumor uh, from Bloomberg. And again, the thing is the valuation could change. That's the thing I'd look at, right? So they wanted a $700 million valuation last year. Bloomberg saying $1.4 billion. Uh, keep an eye on that number. I'd like to see it come down a little bit um, and definitely not higher because um, then, you you know, you're going to more than double in valuation. Um, so just just watch those things. But uh, something to, to keep an eye on, Mitch. Definitely, definitely. And I mean, hey. Hey, I mean, you're probably sexier if you probably use Manscaped. You know, you never know, you know, but hey. We yeah, won't get I was going to make that connection, and I was like, nope, I'm going to leave it alone. But it's you, Friday. You always, it, it's that Friday. We're, we're having a good time, you know, so, yeah. You put uh, a T-ball out there. I'm going to hit it, Chris. Yeah, yeah, right? <laughs> so, yeah. All, All right. right, let's go ahead. Let's get into the next thing. Let's get into our watch list, guys. We'll talk a little bit about our calendar. Like always, guys, smash the like if you guys enjoyed the SPACs attack. Let's go ahead. Let's get into our watch list. All right, all right, definitely. Welcome to the jungle. <laughs> let's go ahead. Let's get into these SPACs. We'll see what we got moving today. Microbass, Microbass, micro making a move. Move, nice move there. Let's take a look at the daily chart, see what we're seeing. Really, I mean, it looks like it. It was holding eight pretty well, right? I mean, three kind of consecutive lows near that eight dollar price point, bouncing back towards resistance. Resistance is really at nine oh eight. We'll see if we can get through that level because it's just coming back up to this bar. We want to see it clear that bar. Get up to let's say 950 by the end of the day that would give it a bullish engulfing look where the body eats the red and then it can give you that upside potential on the daily chart yeah i'd like to see it take out nine you know a, a mental level two and then the big one to watch mitch of course is can we get back to ten dollars 
Um, you know, obviously there's no floor anymore with this since it has despec, but $10, the big mental number, you know, as the company went public as a SPAC. Um, uh, I, I am long microvast. Um, I think we see some good action over the next couple of weeks. And again, I'm looking forward to hearing more from them uh, on their deals and partnerships, um, you know, because they, they, they've been pretty quiet. Um, since this deal was announced in terms of media. So uh, keep an eye out on uh, Microvast. Yeah, definitely. We'll take a look at that. Now, we're also seeing Romeo Power is up about 4.8%. Not a bad look out there. It's bouncing off the seven multiple times. Let's see if we can get above $8. That would be the kind of a, a change over look that we could start c- coming back towards testing the high of like around 1060s, $10. Let's see if this starts moving. You know, one of the things with Romeo, it has been gone sideways for about, I think, four months now. So a, a break of trend wouldn't be a bad thing to see. Um, definitely going to keep an eye on it. Let's take a look at it on the monthly just because I like to do that often. Now, especially with SPACs, I want to see monthly lows um, holding and then we can reverse that. So right there, that low right here, 691. I wouldn't want 691 to break. Um, and as long as we can get back above seven, that can still look good. Right now, we're at 726. Let's see if we can hold it. And Mitch QS also moving there. So you've got three battery names moving higher today. Um, obviously, this infrastructure deal, right, is the big story. We still need it to get approved. We still need to see all the details. But from everything I've read, you know, there's going to be large inclusions uh, for electric vehicle credits, uh, money being spent on electric uh, vehicles for the government, um, and then also charging stations. So, you know, we're, we're going to get a big catalyst for electric vehicles. And what do electric vehicles need, as we talked yesterday on the show? They need batteries. So lots of these battery companies, uh, you know, could see moves higher on that news. The big questions are who's got the contracts and, and who's going to make it. Definitely something to keep a uh, watch on. FFE, good reversal there. Not bad. Bouncing back. We'll see how this one kind of does on the daily charts. Uh, we had a quick dip and now we're starting to bounce back. We'll see if it kind of holds and doesn't come back down towards that $10 level. Lucid having a good day, bouncing off the support, but really, I mean, it didn't want to hold that 25 for me. So right now I'm not looking bullish at Lucid. I know that a lot of people are, but for me, it had to have kept this 25 gone sideways and then come back up towards 29. This pullback all the way to support. What it does is a lot of the times is it washes out retail traders and it tries to find a support. The real question is here is if we break that 23 on the downside, where are we heading towards next? I think we could be possibly heading down towards $20. And so that right there does not seem like a good risk to return for me to attack this chart. Because, I mean, we're, we're looking at what? A seven maybe point move up and you're going to risk three points down. Not necessarily my kind of trade. I like to stick closer towards a one point risk looking for a three to four point gain. Uh, but definitely, you guys can look at it. It's not a bad trade. It's definitely having a lot of retail focus. But one thing I have noticed is ever since we announced that merger, what have we done, Chris? One, two, three days down to support. And so with that being said, I'm going to be watching. I need to find the stock finding support and trending back upwards versus on a downtrend, which is what you've recently been getting. Yeah, and you know, it's Friday. I don't know if we see much momentum uh, with this name going into the the close of the week. Um, You know, so we're up 1% today right now. I wouldn't be surprised if Lucid actually, you know, ends the day in the red. Um, But we'll pay attention to what happens next week. Um, As you said, you know, it just despacked this week. Um, So it still needs to find some some support and some levels, um, you know, as it trades under the new name and the new ticker. I know a lot of people have been asking me questions on TDAC. Um, So I'll give you a chance here to talk about it, Chris. What are you thinking about this stock? Um, I can seriously say I've gotten multiple questions on this. And I said, who refer to Chris, please? Yeah, so TDAC, Lottery.com, they also own Sports.com. They have not announced a merger vote date yet, Um, but the CEO, uh, Tony, who we had on the show, he said that the company filed their their S4, that they've done everything on their end. They're just waiting from 
uh, you know, to hear back on that date, um, you know, again, this is one where they've had a couple, uh, you know, extensions. And with each extension, they also saw some redemption. So they're going to have a lower float when they go public. Um, Tony has also said that they will announce plans for their sports betting uh, in the future. I think he's actually waiting uh, until they complete that SPAC process. So again, they own sports.com. They have intentions for getting into sports betting. Um, and as Steven says in the in the chat, buying lottery tickets online seems like a no-brainer winner to me. Yeah, everything's moving online, right? And, and it's another thing that can really penetrate that e that online market. And then also if they can expand into sports, this is one that I like long-term and, and it's got a couple short-term catalysts coming up, right? When they announce the SPAC merger vote, when they complete the merger. Um, so keep an eye out on TDAC, but yeah, it, it, that chart, it is kind of all over the place, up and down. So, uh, uh, you know, it, it, it could break 10. Um, so just be aware um, going into that vote. Yeah, definitely. So the last one I'm going to get into, at least from our watch list today, and then we're going to get into our calendar, is the stock that I actually gave out a pick for the week. I, I really like this chart, and I, I said, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and put it out there on Twitter that I, I, I'm going – and I like the long here in LEV. Uh, good reaction today. Really starting to lift off of the 15. This little pullback today, look, 1490 pullback. Exactly what I want to see there, guys. I want to see a stock get above an important level. I want to see it try to wash people out of it and then quickly recover that whole dollar. Now 15 for me is the line in the sand. If it went to break 15 again, I would get out of the trade. Because that was the kind of look that you gave yourself. You gave yourself momentum pushing through the 15. And now you want to see it close above 15 and start the trend. I, I definitely like these bottoms, multiple bottoms that we could have gone off of around the 1430s. Or you could have looked maybe 1450s to kind of hold off of. Now starting to uptrend. I'm going to look for this one next week to get hot. And that's LEV and monthly lows. I'll take a shot. And not a bad risk to return. We'll see what happens on that one. All right. Uh, looks like Carl's putting one in the chat that I haven't heard of. What is Hilly? Do you even know what Hilly is, Chris? Is the oh Holly? Oh Holly, yeah. Uh, Holly. I, I, didn't, I didn't notice that was the, the the changeover. Yep, they changed over a week or two ago. Yep, Holly. Holly, Holly, Holly. Have you hear me? No, it is, that, that one didn't work. <laughs> I mean, look at that. It, it broke the $10, and then uh, it started some nice movement up on that. Yeah, this is actually a good pullback. A lot of times when you get these big pushes, you want to see like about a 50% retracement, right? So you got to move from $10 up there towards 12-something. Uh, let's see, 12.75. Maybe you could call it 950s. So 12.75. Uh, you talk about $3, so maybe about a $1.50 pullback from this high. So you're talking about 1125s in this area would be about 50% retracement. So let's see if it holds 11 on any down action. That's not a bad little retracement. It could continue moving. Um, this is also could come into play with the macro trend that's in there right now, right? Chris, there's a kind of a, a macro look towards used cars, new cars right now. And with that being said, I'm sure car parts are being affected by this. Yeah, definitely. You know, and it's another one of those where people may be spending more money on their existing vehicle because the auto market is all over the place and used vehicles have spiked up. So instead of buying a, a new car or a used car, you know, you just put the money into your existing model. So uh, a great trend call out there, uh, Mitch. Uh, like Carl says here, another one with revenue. I mean, yep. hey, those are not the bad ones to definitely have on watch. All right, let's go ahead. Let's get into our calendar. This is when I'm going to go ahead and Chrisopedia do what he does best, guys, and that's give you guys the information. So if you guys appreciate us going through calendar dates, uh, earnings dates, stocks to watch, do us a favor, smash that like button, and let's go ahead and let's get right into it, Chris. What do you got for us today, man? What's All up? right. So, so what do we got up first in the calendar? So we're going to talk SPAC merger votes for, for August. So on our calendar, uh, we get a couple votes already next week. 
So we have RTP voting for their merger with Joby Aviation. Um, and then also uh, a, a couple more mentioned there, SCPE and BCTG. Now those last two, I don't know as well. So I'm going to center on Joby for a minute. So Joby Aviation, I, I just talked about that they had that flight of 154 miles for the, their electric vertical takeoff and landing. I, I mean, you can see that chart right there. Look at the volume over the past couple of days, right? Like uh, immediately stands out looking at that chart. Now, the EVTOL market is pretty crowded. We've seen several of those companies uh, go public via SPAC. So I think it could be a race, right, to who gets to the sky first. And the fact that Joby tested and made it 150 miles, I, I think, sets them up nicely. Um, and remember, RTP is the SPAC from Mark Pincus, the Zynga founder, and Reid Hoffman, the, the LinkedIn founder. They have lots of connections in the tech world in Silicon Valley. So as Joby is looking to, to launch this, you know, um, I think they could see some, some early adoption and, and maybe, you know, some bigger names using it. So this is the one I would highlight um, for next week on the calendar. And then uh, after those three, we have uh, SRAC on August 11th, GRNV on August 11th and uh, NBA on August 11th. So that same date, we have a three. Now, SRIC is going to be an interesting one, right? And this is one that I owned, I sold out of. They, they changed the valuation. The company got fined. The SPAC got fined. Momentus, the, the last mile delivery company, the FedEx of space. Um, you know, it's an interesting concept, but red flags ha have just been hounding this one, right? We, we saw the, the, the founder and the CEO leave the company because he was tied to Russia and NASA was worried about that. We saw the valuation change, and then we saw the fines from the SEC. So, so this one I question on what we're going to see at the deal vote. Um, you know, we're trading right at ten dollars, but I wonder if you know we we don't see heavy redemption be, because people, um, you know, are, are just worried about the long term uh, aspects of this company. So, so that would be the one I would highlight there. We've got Solar in the chat saying go NBA Airspan. Yeah, you know, not a bad one to look at. And same with Hellbiz, right? I just talked about that, the news today, a micro-mobility company. So August 11th, you know, three votes, and they're actually, uh, you know, pretty exciting to, to watch there. Then after those, we have uh, Ajax on August 12th, uh, that merger with Kazoo. We have CFAC on the 12th, merger with AI, a LiDAR company. And then we have BLUW, Claris Therapeutics. Ajax, you know, the, the one that had, you know, the, the hype around it, right, because of that huge uh, team that they assembled, right, the founders of some of the biggest companies, we, we traded over $12, $13 pre-deal announcement, and, and then, you know, the deal got announced, and, and this thing fell. The, this is one I don't know, uh, you know, as well, because it's the European version of, you know, uh, online cars. But this one, if it can get through the vote, it can get through, you know, the, those couple of weeks of the DSPAC process. Uh, again, a company with real revenue. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if this one actually trades better, um, you know, post-merger. But again, we, we will have to see. It's not a sexy name. They will need some, some news and some earnings to carry the story. And then after that, we've got... SAII voting on their merger with Economo, NSH voting on their merger with Spire Global, uh, RMGB voting on their merger with Renew Power. Now, these are all actually pretty interesting. Autonomo, uh, you know, is car data, which is a key thing in autonomous vehicles adoption. Um, they also have some partnerships. And then NSH, Spire Global, a, a space stock, and Renew Power, one of the largest uh, renewable energy companies in India, a, a country that's heavily focused on renewable power. So all three of these, are, you know, are, are actually worth watching. Um, you know, again, uh, we will see where the levels end up. We'll see where redemptions end up because that's going to be the big story in August, right? We saw heavy redemption on a lot of these July votes, and, and that means less money to the companies. Um, you know, after the deal is announced and solar up saying backed by Goldman Sachs. Yep. So another key point there um, on that last one. 
And then rounding out the August calendar, the, the other two names to watch on August 20th, we have VACQ voting on their merger with Rocket Lab, and we have SV voting on their merger with AeroFarm. Now, uh, Rocket Lab, they just had another launch yesterday. Um, this is the one I, I like. And, and this thing, you know, it tested under $10 back in May. It, it's starting to head there again. The question is, can it stay above that $10 line before the vote? Uh, that's a key here, right? Because that could keep it from having that heavy redemption at the merger vote. And, and as a space company, a rocket company, I think they need the money that they're trying to raise from this SPAC deal. Um, but they have a huge backlog of deals. If they can really hit on everything, this is actually one of my favorite space stocks going forward. Um, so keep an eye out. The ACQ is actually one of my uh, top ones that I'm watching this month to see what happens. That's what we've got for our August calendar uh, of SPAC merger votes. Um, Mitch, I'm not sure if you want to hop in here. Anything you're watching on the merger votes or otherwise, we can hop into the, the earnings expected here in August. Yeah, of course. Uh, like you've mentioned uh, multiple times, VACQ is definitely one of the ones that is most watched. I've heard people try to fight for this company already. And with that being said, I'm going to be looking for a cheap price to get in. Um, if it does drop below 10, I just might as well pick it up. Uh, so if I do see this one drop into the nines, um, especially next week, maybe going down towards $9.50, $9, I'm definitely probably going to be willing to take a shot, probably risk down towards 7 look to get multiple entries, not just all in one give and go, just because I'm going to be probably trying to catch a falling knife. And with that being mentioned, you can't just – give it all in one go, but I will be looking for this one to drop because if it does drop, let it drop to me and I'll be looking to get in while everybody gets their redemptions and then I can see that spike come back. Yeah, definitely. And, and then Mitch, you know, August, uh, you know, aside from the merger vote calendar, we, we've got earnings season and, and we have some of the biggest names, you know, over the last year that went public via SPAC reporting earnings. I mean, I'm pretty excited when I look at these names reporting, you know, starting next week, even so next week, I mean, so what the week ends on August 6th. So next week we have Nicola reporting on the third, right? Uh, I mean, talk about an earnings report. You don't want to miss, right? Because the, the company, let's face it, they need to get out ahead of this, right? They already issued a statement yesterday saying Trevor Milton's no longer with the company. He does own though, 20% of the company, the, uh, Nicola, too, remember, as I said yesterday, they tried to get more money for their executives. That was voted down by shareholders. Are they going to have a response to that in their earnings? I mean, this is an earnings report where you could see a lot of pressure on this stock if they don't say the right things uh, that shareholders are looking to hear. And then on August 5th, we have Virgin Galactic, right? We, we talked about this the other day. You know, are, are they just going to use their earnings report to talk about the past? Is it going to be hey, we sent Sir Richard Branson to space. This is what happened. What I want to see from them is them talk about the future, right? How many reservations do they have? What's their timeline? Are they charging more per seat? Um, you know, that's the big thing for me. And then also we've got Velodyne, LIDAR reporting next week, Fisker, we could get an update on orders and their timeline. And then Mitch, August 6th, DraftKings. I mean, this is the one I'm looking forward to the most, probably in the month of August. Uh, we've got DraftKings reporting quarterly earnings. And again, their earnings are going to have some additional states from the previous year. So their revenue should be up. We'll also get an idea of how much they're spending on promotions, right? That's one of the things Mitch talks about all the time with sports betting, right? It is getting customers through promotions, right? You offer free money. Uh, you know, ads boost to really get those customers, but then you're not making the profits from them. But DraftKings is all in on acquiring customers. They're also investing in media. They're also investing, uh, they're launching an NFT platform. So we could get some news from them. They also had the restaurant deal yesterday, right, for sports bars. They could really knock this report out of the park by talking about what's to come. How is DraftKings moving from just a sports betting company to a whole sports ecosystem company. That's what I want to hear from them. Um, so that's what we have next week. I mean, Mitch, that's a lot of names already just next week 
five big names. What are you looking for next week um, out of those those companies? Yeah, there's a couple of them. Of course, DKNG, I don't even have to mention that. And again, to sports betting, I, I think you guys know exactly what I'm on on that. Um, a couple ones that I'll be watching is Fisker. Also to watch some more reservation talk. Uh, just wanted to put it out there. I might be going to November to go check out that ocean. So, Chris, might have to send you over to L.A., dude, because um, we're gonna gonna drive on over to L.A. and gonna have to go check out that ocean and place um, that and place that pre-order, right? Shh. Don't tell everybody. It looks good. I mean, I I, I like it. I'm a, I'm a hey, fan of the hey, Fisher Ocean. You, you never know. You never know. You might see me drive up to a dealer and be like, "Yo, let me, I'll trade this one for that one. Let's let's do this thing." But um, yeah. Let let let's get into that. We'll watch that. I want to I want to see the car up close. I want to see it. Um, I'm gonna be really trying to get in on that. Hopefully, get us a little bit further even in than just seeing the vehicle. So stay tuned. Spacks attack. This is exactly where you want to be, guys. Hit that subscribe below. We're gonna be working hard to begin us some more exclusive interviews. We've gotten plenty of invitations. Now we just need to go ahead and make them happen. All right. Now, one thing I will watch for is, of course, later on in the week, you got bark. Bark. I want to hear how they recovered from their negative publicity. That's going to be interesting to focus on. I know Sue out there, I'm wishing for you on Bark, but we'll definitely pay attention towards that. I'm going to be watching into the the following week. I'll be watching definitely LEV because if I'm calling out for that, I'm expecting a run into earnings. I'd probably sell before the earnings just because I never like to be in that kind of position where I'm going through an earnings report and holding a stock. But I will pay attention towards that earnings report because it could definitely benefit the company. Yeah, and you know, with Lion Electric, that's what I'm watching too, Mitch, uh, you know, and also a rival. Um, you know, the, the key here for, for some of these EV companies with, with this infrastructure deal is how are they going to announce their deals and their contract wins? Is that going to be something where they issue a press release every single time they get a new deal or, or do they summarize them, you know, in their quarterly earnings? I mean, when a company like Lion Electric reports, could we get some new deal announcements, you know, that we hadn't heard of previously? Or have we heard all their deals and it will just be, you know, a summary of what we've already come to know? Um, that's something I'm watching. And also to hear, you know, how the company phrases the, the infrastructure deal talk, because I know someone's going to ask it on the earnings call, right? How are you going to benefit? I mean, when we had them on, right, we talked, you know, the Biden administration and, and there were smiles all around, right, because it's exciting times. But how do they phrase, how do they answer how they could potentially win from that deal? That's what I want to hear is the wording and what they say. Because sometimes you can read into things and, and you can get a sense from companies without them spelling it out for you. And, and that could be where you get a competitive edge there. Mitch, great call out on Bark. You know, uh, again, a company like Nikola, where they had some negative publicity, you have a, a, a earnings report a earnings call, it's your opportunity to address it head on, mm -hmm. tell shareholders, tell the media how you're handling it and what's to come. So if Bark ignores that and doesn't you know, talk about it at all, I would be a little disappointed. I also want to see what their acquisition costs were, right? Um, you know, they have a ton of customers, they're gaining customers, but how much are they spending to get those customers and are they retaining them? You know, as consumers, Mitch, I'm sure you're you're guilty of this too. I know I am. A lot of times you sign up for, for a one-month trial or you sign up, you know, for something for a month or two. You decide, eh, I'm not really getting the value out of this. Or you decide, hey, where can I cut costs each month? And, and you let a thing like that go. So that's the question with Bark, right, is are they keeping their customers you know, months and months down the road. So, um, you know, and there, there's some other big names there, right? We've got Hylion. They had news out the other day um, about that hyper truck. You know, I think they're going to cover that in detail during that earnings report. And then Mitch, the other one I'm watching, of course, is SoFi on August 12th. I just recently got into SoFi. They're expected to land a bank charter later this year. Uh, again, I I'm expecting someone to ask that during the earnings call. They're not going to spell it out and say exactly when, 
but they could say something like, we expect a decision soon. We expect a decision by the end of the year. You know, pay attention to the wording on some of these because you can get that competitive edge of what's to come. Um, yeah, so eh, I'm reading that comment from Hey214Pony. Spencer keeps talking about the metaverse, but I'm saying you are in the Benzingaverse. I don't know. I've been writing about the metaverse a lot lately. Um, you know, Facebook, they went all in on the metaverse. Also, there's a meta ETF from our friends at Round Hill Investments, META. Maybe they saw me writing about the metaverse, and that's actually what's happening is now I'm in the metaverse. I don't know, Mitch. So who knows? Who knows? I mean, definitely we're going to have to find out. Uh, I'm seeing some comments in the chat, uh, certain stocks being mentioned. Uh, let's go ahead and knock those out right quick. FOA, one of the Mitch favorites, right? <laughs> It happens, guys. It happens. You're not always going to be right. And, and and one of the things is I thought that the interest rates in the environment would be perfect for a company like this. And it turns out, I don't know. I was wrong, guys. And that happens. You got to know when you're wrong, right? And there's a reason why I probably gave this stock up at $9.99. <laughs> it was just, it wasn't going anywhere for me. I actually missed this run out when it went up towards eleven sixty. But I am not mad that I missed that run up because I also missed this run down, right? I mean, it, I don't think anybody wanted to hold it through this kind of really tipping point where it's gone down towards 653s. But what does this go ahead and show you guys is that at the end of the day, not every SPAC is going to perform the way you, you think or see it, right? And so with that being said, always stick to your risks and understand that stories will change. Even if you don't see it, the investors might. And so with that being said, I think this is exactly one of those that was looked upon to do well in the environment. The story was looking great. But then when we really started seeing the numbers and we started seeing reports from Rocket, we started seeing reports from United Mortgage, we started seeing all these reports that did not point to the upside for these mortgage companies. Yeah, you know, UWMC, very similar, right? It's trading, I think, 750 range right now. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it fell right after it's these back. And, it, you know, we talk all the time. They, these are companies with real revenue, but they're also just not sexy, right? The, the, the mortgage market and, and people just are not excited. So, I mean, these things could trade at good valuations for investors, but they might not move for, for a long time because there's just not the interest there. Rocket, the one exception kind of in the industry, because they, you know, had a big buyback, they had a special dividend, they raised their dividend, they also got a lot of interest from retail traders, right? So that has helped that stock have, you know, a couple bounces up and, and really trade more flat since going IPO versus trading down since the, the merger. So um, but this is a stock that you just mentioned. They they did all that, Chris, and look and where the could price be is. Flat. All that, and they're trading literally at the same thing as day one. I mean, literally, you, you can almost draw a line flat across on I that mean, thing. I don't think anyone can point out a better market environment and interest rate environment for a mortgage company than what you're getting right now. And the question is, why are they not doing great in this environment? At the end of the day, interest rates are going to go up. We all know this. Like, I mean, it's just a matter of timing when they go up. But if the interest rates go up, it's not going to benefit these companies. It's going to actually hurt these companies, right? And so I, I just don't see it. I, I, I don't see how these companies are not performing awesome. Not even like like good. They should be like, it should be like kicking it. Like they should be like, yo, this is the time. Like we are celebrating. We got, when have you ever seen mortgages get that low? You know what I mean? Like this is the time that they should be selling the most out of everything. And I think if you're seeing them have to do buybacks, you're seeing them have to do all that kind of stuff just to keep the price essentially almost break even from the IPO. I mean, that just shows me that not a name I want to be a part of. Yeah. And that's why it's important, Mitch, right? Sector rotation and to pay attention, you know, to, to which sectors are seeing the, the growth and the interest, right? So like on a day like today, you know, electric vehicles that get in the spotlight, battery plays, electric fleet companies, electric buses, uh, charging names. 
you know, which is why, you know, your portfolio, you may own the, the best stock in terms of valuation, price to sales, price to earnings or dividend yield, but it may not move because it's got to have buyers, you know, to keep the share price going up. So important to know. Uh, and again, you know, Rocket may be one of the best companies out there, you know, and, and certainly we hear great things about them all the time, but the stock may not be the same as the company. Story doesn't tell it all, guys. This is the reason why I use three variables and not one. Story is not just like literally like you can't just go off a story. You have to see the other things following it. And I don't see the fundamentals following Rocket right now. And the technicals are just pointing what? Sideways. So, all right, let's go ahead. Let's get into another one in the chat being mentioned. This was an interesting one. I'd love to talk about it. Um, love to hear Chris's opinion on it. I think Chris has a way better opinion on it than I do. So I'm going to let Chris talk about it. And that's me, 23andMe Holdings. You, you've done a lot more. You've done some articles even on this company. So Chris, l- let us know. What are you seeing? What do you could see in the future? Um, let's say one year, five years from now. I would love to hear both of those opinions. Yeah, one year, I think ME just trades flat. Um, you know, again, right now they're doing the 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 test, the genomics testing, um, where you can see, you know, your DNA um, and all that. And they do that at home. It's kind of almost like a, a novelty item, right? People buy it. It's a one-time item, right? You're buying it and then you don't need to buy it again. So they do not have recurring revenue, right? It, which is very different than some of these other companies. Five years from now, I think 23andMe could be a whole different company because what they're doing is taking that genomics research and that DNA research and customers can opt in or opt out. So remember that when you purchase it, you don't have to share your data. But for those that have shared, they're taking that data and they're partnering with drug companies, right? They already have some partnerships signed where they're going to be able to help with clinical trials treatments, drugs to market, they're going to get revenue share on those drugs. So five to 10 years down the road, 23andMe could go from a a bi-mail DNA testing kit to to a pharma company, you know, with that data set that they have. So if you ask me now, not very exciting, but five to 10 years, it could be a whole different company. And that doesn't mean invest today, but, but that's the long-term story for me on 23andMe. I mean, Mitch, we talk so much about data, right? Companies that have a ton of data, if you can find a way to monetize that, it, it can be incredibly valuable to your shareholders. And that's what 23andMe is saying that they're going to do in the future. Hey, well, uh, looks like we have to give a good old salute. Salute. Yeah. Hopefully Sue is hopefully Sue's not playing the drinking game. She she showed up. <laughs> she showed up late. She probably didn't see those comments from Solar today. Oh, and Solar, Solar, Solar. Oh, so, yeah. Also, shout out to Solar. I gotta do this real quick, Mitch. I saw his comment earlier talking about SRNG, Soaring Eagle, and, and how it compares to STPC. The company taking Benson Hill public, solar, I don't remember the exact date, but just to let you know, we do have Benson Hill on the calendar for an interview here on SPAC's attack. So I'll let you know. Again, I got to check the the calendar, but Benson Hill, I have an article on the site about how it's the thing behind the thing for the plant-based food market. I, I do like it, and I'm excited to ask the company exactly how they're partnering with these companies to produce the plant-based food items for the market. Hey, pay attention to those. We'll definitely be looking at that. Uh, 23andMe, I mean, I I can tell you I would agree with Chris. Just look for the long term, what they do with their data. They have the data there. That's the value, of course, I think. you know, It's not only the, the revenue they're making right now with what they're doing. I think the data is definitely the value. Tech stacks tech stacks we'll see how that kind of builds off in the in the future all right let's go ahead let's see what other stocks we're seeing here mentioned in the chat one sue brought up i'll go ahead and i'll bring it up is one that i've i personally have thought it was overhyped from the beginning i've been waiting for it to come back down towards that ten dollar level is skills I, i don't know why i know that a lot of people are big on this one but when it first came out i just felt like the price just went way too high 
way too fast. And, and I think it almost got out of control um, right out the gates. So that's why I kind of stayed away from this name. Now it's coming back down towards 14. Can we even break these levels? I think we could get to $10 personally. And if we can get to 10, I'm going to try to get in there because I mean, I'd be in just about every single person that got into this one, they would be underwater and I'd be into the green. So we'll see if this one breaks that. Do I want it to go down? Nah, it's not like I want it to go down. It's just more long. I just feel the opportunity is definitely at a lower price, not at these prices. Yeah, and Mitch, someone mentioning Kathy Wood in the chat. You know, that's actually interesting. Kathy's been all, all over skills. She's issued several statements on the company. She's talked about it on CNBC. She's actually been selling her SKLZ shares. Um so not a great look, right, to, to be, and I don't think the story on skills has changed. So she's selling almost like she wants to get out or because she doesn't like the chart. And let's face it, part of the reason the chart looks that way, Mitch, is because of her buying it, right? Those large volume days are, are actually her buying in. The, the items I'm watching with skills and Mitch, if this thing hits 10, I, I would love to get in, right? Um they have an NFL game that they're going to launch later this year, right? The NFL season's not that far away. Let's get some more color from the company. Let's see how downloads are when that game launches, right? Is it going to be a hit or is it going to be just a, another, you know, game? And then also, Mitch, if you remember back to when we had Will Hershey on, you know, back in, I don't know, October or November of last year, Skills was one of the companies he talked about. And the thing he said is that they actually have some patents and intellectual property. If they can start monetizing that and make it to where these bigger games have to pay them to do the person-to-person -person betting on mobile games, that could be a big story to watch. But until we really get clarity on either of those things, I don't see this one getting much momentum. So it could be a couple months or a full quarter uh, until the story really turns around. Yeah, you know, one of the things is, is just, uh, it's like I say, I, I think the hype needs to match the volume and the price a lot of the times. Ask yourself the question, is it there? Is it truly there? Yeah. In February, you ask yourself the question, you see it all the way up here. You're like, yeah, everyone loves this stock. Everyone's buying it. But you haven't gone through what's called price discovery. Price discovery, a lot of the times is going to be when you come back to certain prices, like let's say this support. And test it. It was the resistance that becomes support and you test it. And guess what? You you broke through it. You came above it. And then you break through it on the downside again. That's showing you that the price wouldn't hold there. That there wasn't enough buyers to hold it up at those levels. What does that show me? That I need to be careful with price discovery in these kinds of specs. Because you don't have the left of the chart to go off of. And then with that being said, you're going to have to figure out where the price discovery actually meets the price of the valuation, which is very important. I mean, there's going to be a lot of stocks that are going to be going through this. And so with that, I always say, don't overextend. I remember when stocks were getting up here towards 30, 40s. Uh, you, you can ask Chris. I was like, if it ain't 10, don't tell me. Yeah, and I mean, Mitch, anytime a stock, not even a, a SPAC or a DSPAC, anytime a stock goes from 10 to 20 that quick and, and then to 40, I, I mean, that's a huge jump in valuation, right? And, and the big thing is, you know, without even getting quarterly earnings or like new partnerships, what drove the price that high? Uh, a lot of it was, you know, the, the retail traders, Kathy, all the positive mentions of it, but not a lot changed in the fundamentals, the, the revenue, the partnerships, the, the mobile deals, right? And, and that's why I think it has come down to where it is now. The story is out of favor. And now we need a new story. We need new fundamentals, right? We need new earnings. I don't know. When does, oh, you know what? I don't even think we have skills on our, did we have skills on the calendar, match? I don't think we did. Look no, at that. Looks like we have it in four days. And Zynga Pro, SKLZ, <laughs> August 3rd. August right 3rd. So next week, Mitch, how about that? Well, I'll be watching it to see if it kind of breaks down. I, I'm I, I'm going to go on a limb here. I'm, I'm going to say I'm going to be looking for a negative report to get in it. But that's because I want to get in it, guys. I'm not trying to really knock down the company just more long. If we do get that negative report, I think we can get a gap down. I'd love to jump in it and then try to let the gap 
up fill and then we can see where the gap up is and then we can go off of that all right that's going to do it for us today guys we tried to go in through a lot of the SPACs that are or potentially could make moves in august whether it may be from an earnings report uh, merger calendar vote or maybe just stocks that we want to keep on watch so definitely guys do us a favor let us know what what's your favorite SPAC to watch in august let us know in the comments below after the stream. We'd appreciate that. We're going to take a little bit of a poll from this. So come on, guys. Do us a favor. Hit the comments after it. I'm going to look at it, and I'm going to actually take the poll. I'm going to take the data and look at it to see who's who's what's the favorite spec out there from our viewers. We want to know, guys. So definitely smash that thumbs up. Hit the comments below. And, Chris, any last thoughts? No, that's it, guys. You know, next week starts the month of August. Pay attention to some of these stories. We'll be here to share all the news. And again, it's another month where we could see a lot of deal announcements. Um, you know, so a lot of catalysts that could be coming to the SPAC market and SPAC's attack is your go-to place to get coverage on all of that. All right, guys. So I want to get you guys over now to the power hour. So if you guys can do me a favor, look in the description in the comments right now guys you'll see right there up next power hour do me the favor and just go ahead and click that link get on over to the power hour because you don't want to miss it like always guys hit that thumbs up we'll see you on the power hour coming up next if you look in the chat you'll find the you'll find the link you look in the description you'll find the link also like always smash the like hit the subscribe up next hot stocks luke don't miss out. My man has been doing great on that DD. I told him that he can get some Red Bulls and stop drinking those bangs, but we'll, we'll see how that works out. Like always, guys, from Chris and Mitch, we'll see you guys next time on the SPACs. Attack. Bye, everybody. Attack.